I give you praise. I give you praise. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight and you need a miracle, if you're here and you need anything, any kind of need, any situation in your life, there's a God here who can touch your situation just like that. Amen. How many believe that tonight? Hallelujah. God is good to us, isn't He? Amen. 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 If you could stand with me for the reading of the Word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm the 23rd chapter. Psalm chapter 23. Amen. I'm sure many of you could quote it here tonight. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Amen. He's been good to me. Amen. He has been good to me. Psalm chapter 23, verse number 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to read that very last portion of the chapter It says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Could you say that with me? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight for a few minutes on the ultimate sign of thankfulness. The ultimate sign of thankfulness. Of thankfulness. Could we just set our Bibles down? Why don't we just lift our hands unto God for just a moment? Let's ask Him to help us tonight. Jesus, we love you, Lord. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to be at the Pentecostals of Lake City on a Sunday night and feel what I feel here tonight, God. I pray that your presence would just continue to empower this place, God. Continue to fill this house with your spirit, God. I pray that you would speak to us through your word, Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds and Let us to receive your word. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory and honor in everything we do tonight. God, you've blessed us and we thank you for it. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you're seated, why don't you give God a great hand clap of praise. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. The ultimate sign of thankfulness. We're coming upon, as you well know, the holiday of Thanksgiving. And how many like Thanksgiving? Amen. And I'm not here to preach a Thanksgiving message. It just seems like coincidentally... This happens a lot in the month of November. God has laid a message on my heart about thankfulness. Amen. I feel like I have a word from the Lord for you tonight. Amen. Thankfulness 
is an awareness or an appreciation of a benefit. An awareness or appreciation of a benefit. When we talk about thankfulness, most of the time we talk about our thankfulness to God. God has been so good to us, hasn't he? Amen. Has God been good to anybody? Why don't you just wave your hand in the air? He's been good to me. God has blessed me. God has saved me. He washed my sins away. He has healed my body. He has blessed me. He's blessed my family. He's blessed my home. God has been so good to me. I don't deserve His blessings, but I'm not going to dwell on that part. He's been good to me, and I'm thankful for it tonight. Amen. There is a time to be thankful unto God. And I ask you this question tonight, when is that time? Well, I can answer that with another question. Is there a time not to be thankful unto God? There is a time to be thankful unto God. The Bible says it well when it says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So my time to be thankful to God is when I have breath in my body. I need to be thankful to God. When I can wake up every morning, I need to be thankful to God. If things are bad, if things are good in my life, I can be thankful to God. I can be thankful to a God who has kept me up until this point. I am thankful that I have made it to this point and I'm here today. You can be thankful to God. Your time to be thankful to God is always. It's always give thanks. If you're here tonight... Why don't you just give thanks for it unto God? There is no time as a child of God to pardon the expression, be a negative Nancy. All of our time should be occupied by being the child of a God who has been good to us. Is there someone who will once again wave your hand in the air if God has been good to you? He's been good to me. I don't have time to be down and out about things. I don't have time to be negative about how things are going in my life. God has been good to me. I'm thankful tonight. I'm thankful. If God has ever healed you, you can be thankful tonight. Ever. There's no expiration on your thankfulness for God's healing in your life. If it happened a hundred years ago, you can still be thankful for it. If it happened ten years ago, you can still be thankful for it. If it happened five minutes ago, you can be thankful for it. If God has ever, any time in your life, healed your body, you can be thankful. You may be here tonight and you may think, well, I've had some sicknesses in my life and I, I just I don't remember a time that God healed my body. Can I ask you tonight, are there times when God may have kept something from plaguing your body that you never even realized? 
You never even knew what God kept you from. You never even knew what God protected you from. You never knew that the hedge of protection was around you, blocking what didn't. He did not want to come into your life, and He didn't want to plague you or disease your body. God has healed all of us. He's kept me from some things and I'm thankful for it. We'll never know the blessings of God that have been poured out on our lives. We'll never know the extent of that because we serve such a great and mighty God. If God has ever delivered you from anything, you need to be thankful tonight. If He's ever delivered you from an addiction, you can be thankful tonight. There are many addictions He has delivered me from that I never even gave in to an addiction because He delivered me before it ever happened to me. And I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm thankful for that tonight. If God has ever provided for you, you need to be thankful tonight. If you have anything, if you have a shirt on your back, you need to be thankful unto an almighty God tonight. He is so good. If your sins have ever been washed away in water baptism by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, you need to be thankful tonight. There's no more wonderful thing than the plan of salvation and to be able to be forgiven of our sins and for them to be washed away underwater by baptism in the name of Jesus and to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost in our lives. You need to be Thankful. How many are thankful? Could you just give God a hand clap of praise tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful tonight. And I'm preaching to you about the ultimate sign of thankfulness. Genesis 22 and 14 said, Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. We go back to the beginning of Genesis chapter 22. And the Bible says that after all this, God tested Abraham. God said, Abraham. And Abraham answered, yes, Lord, I'm listening. He said, take your son Isaac, whom you love, go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as burnt offering on one of the mountains That I'll show you. Abraham got up early in the morning. He saddled his donkey, took two of his young servants and his son Isaac. He had split wood for the burnt offering. He set out for the place that God had directed him. On the third day, he looked up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham told his two servants, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. Then we will return. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering. He gave it to Isaac, his son, to carry. He carried the flint and the knife. The two of them went off together. Isaac said to Abraham, his father, Father, Abraham said, Yes, my son, we have wood, we have flint. Where's the sheep for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will see to it that there's a sheep for the burnt offering. They kept on walking together. They arrived at the place God had directed them. Abraham built an altar. He laid out the wood. and He tied Isaac and laid him up on the wood. Abraham reached out, took the knife to kill his son. An angel of God called to him out of heaven, Abraham, Abraham. 
Don't lay a hand on your boy. Don't touch your boy. Don't touch your promised son. Now I know that you fear God and you obey God. And you would not hesitate to place your promised son on that altar for God. Abraham looked up. He saw a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. I'm sure I've preached on that probably a hundred times, that story. I love that story. But God directed Abraham to do something out of faith. Abraham accounted that God was able to raise that boy back from the dead. Coming out of his miracle, Abraham realized a very important biblical principle in verse 14. When Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. That very important biblical principle that Abraham realized is that there is power in my thankfulness. There is power in my testimony. There is power in letting somebody know about the great things that God has done. There's power when I tell you of the things that God has done in my life. There is power when God's glory is shown through my testimony. How many here have a testimony tonight? You have a testimony. I didn't see many hands, but I know there's a lot more of them. You've got a testimony here tonight. God has kept you. God has kept you. He saved you. You've got a testimony. You've got a testimony. And there's power in your testimony. There's power when you can remember the things that God has done. There's power when you don't let time allow you to Forget the things that God has done in your life. The miracles that He's wrought in your life. There's power in it. There's power in it. We see and we've been learning. We've been going through the Old Testament in our class on Sunday mornings. Shout out to all my class peeps. Amen. I never had a more exciting class, Sunday school class, than I have now. And I used to teach the youth class. <laughs> these, these, these guys and gals that pastor has me teaching on Sunday morning are just plumb crazy. We've been going through the Old Testament on Sunday mornings. And, and we've realized that time over time, the children of Israel forgot about things. They forgot about what God had done. They forgot about when God had delivered them and when God had provided for them. When God gave them something to eat when they had nothing to eat. When God held off the enemy when there was imminent death. When God provided for them and protected for them and delivered for them and destroyed the oppressor for them. They went through a cycle time and time again. They forgot. And then another oppressor would come. And all of a sudden, they would remember when they got in a tight spot. They would remember about when they were delivered out of bondage that time before. And they would call out to God. They would get right with God and God would do it again. 
Over and over and over it happened to the children of God. God forbid that that happens in my life. God forbid that I forget about the things that God has done that I'm unthankful. Time's our enemy sometimes, isn't it? We forget about the things that God brought us from. Forget about the things that God had done. How can I live a life of thankfulness? How can I live my entire life being thankful and not forgetting? How can I live that? Number one, out of three things, you need to remember three things. Number one, you have to remember where you came from. You have to remember where you came from. I know a lot of times many of us did not come from good beginnings. We didn't come from good places in life. We didn't come from very glamorous things in life. And it's easy to shove those things in the back of our minds and forget them just because it's easier and it feels better to forget about those hard times in life. But we've got to remember them. We've got to remember them so that we can be thankful. Number two, we have to remember how we got to where we are today. I remember the hard times in life. I remember when I was down and out, when I was worthless. But I've got to remember how I got to where I am today. How I got to where I am a child of God today. My journey toward God in my life. I have to remember what happened along the way. I have to remember who delivered me from some things and who saved me from some things. And I have to remember when I was in poverty who provided and how I got from there to here. I have to remember I have to remember when I was sick in my body and I didn't know if I was going to make it and I have to remember how I got from here, there to here and who healed my body. I have to remember that. I have to remember how it was done. It was done through faith in Jesus Christ. I have to remember that. I have to remember that there were times in my life that the only way that I survived was trusting in Jesus. I could not have survived on my own accord. I could not have survived on my own power, but I trusted in an almighty God. Even when things looked bleak, even when things looked down, I trusted in Him. And it was my faith that got me from there to here. We have to remember that, don't we? It was my faith in God that got me from there to here. And therefore I am thankful for God. I'm thankful for the power of God. Number three. We have to remember That the only way I'm going to go from here to the next place is the same way that I got to here from the last place. That's the only way. 
See, we're human beings. Sometimes we just feel like we've arrived. Don't we? We just feel like we've arrived. We're in a good spot right now. We don't, we don't really need that whole faith thing anymore. Because we're doing good right now. Things are comfortable. We have arrived. That's a very dangerous place to get in. We have to remember more than anything that the only way that I got from the low place to where I am is my faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the only way I'm going forward. That's the only way I'm moving forward. That's the only way that I'm going to continue to succeed in life. That's the only way that my family will succeed in life and that my home will have peace in it is if I continue forward with faith in Jesus Christ. If you hear and you think you've arrived tonight, I'm sorry, but you're dead wrong. You haven't arrived. You are not out of the window of time that you're in need of Jesus Christ. For that window of time is your entire life. You need Jesus Christ. There wasn't just a window of time that you needed Him. You need Him now. You need Him forever in your life. You need Jesus Christ, if you're here tonight and you are not allowing God to guide your life and and, and you're not allowing His Spirit to lead you and to guide you, I challenge you tonight. It's the best thing you can ever do in your life. You need Jesus Christ. You need Him tonight. You've got to remember where you came from. You've got to remember how you got to where you are from there. And you've got to remember how you're going to get even further, how you're going to go forward. How many are going to go forward with faith in Jesus Christ? Amen. I'm going forward by faith. I'm going forward by faith. I wouldn't have made it here if it wasn't for faith, so I'm going forward by faith. I wouldn't have made it to this point, and I won't make it any further if I don't have faith in Jesus Christ. Have faith in God tonight. Have faith in God. Abraham declared to his boy, this place, this thing that happened right here, this miracle, this incident, this place is going to be called Jehovah Jireh. And it needs to be remembered what God did for us here. Generations on down the line need to remember That God provided a ram right here. Generations on down the line need to remember that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is their God. We look at another story in our Bible. Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth. And he, a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion. 
there came a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and devoured it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion... I remember that. The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the bear, I remember that. That same Lord will deliver me from the Philistine. That same Lord will deliver me from the Philistine. He did it then, He's going to do it again. He did it then, He's going to do it Again, that same God who healed you can heal you again. That same God who delivered you can deliver you again. That same God who saved you can save you again. The provider still provides. The healer still heals. We serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. David's memory of his testimony strengthened himself and it strengthened everybody around him and it brought him victory and brought God's people victory over the Philistine. Because he remembered. He remembered. Hallelujah. There's power. In our memory of what God has done, isn't there? There's power in our memory of what God has done. John chapter number 5. We see a man who had been by the pool at Bethesda for 38 years, the Bible says. He was there by the pool for 38 years and once a season an angel of the Lord would come along to the pool and trouble the water. When the water was troubled, the first person, whether they were lame, whether they were blind, whether they were crippled, whatever their infirmity was, the first person, whether they were leprous or deaf or anything else, the first person that got into the water was going to be made whole. They were going to be healed by the power of God. So the angel of the Lord troubled the water. This gentleman obviously had a hard time getting into the water pretty quick because he was there 38 years. 38 years is a long time. Amen. I'm not 38 years old yet. I'm proud to say that. But he was there 38 years and one day Jesus came along. How many are thankful that Jesus came along? One day Jesus came along and started talking to him and said, You know what, I'm going to make you whole today. Why don't you rise, take up your bed and walk? And boom, the man was healed. 38 years and then Jesus came along and just like that, his life was transformed. 
38 years he had been laying by the pool of Bethesda. Undoubtedly all hope was gone. Hope was gone. 38 years is a long time. How long would it take us to lose hope in that situation? How long would it be? I imagine a couple of years in, I'd be thinking, eh, this ain't going to happen. This ain't going to happen. I'm going to die here. But Jesus came along and said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the man did so. He followed the direction of Jesus, we see in our Bible, even though it was the Sabbath. It was the Sabbath. Nobody was supposed to be doing work on the Sabbath. But Jesus said, you need to pick up your bed. This is not just a rise and walk kind of thing. This is a rise, take up your bed and walk kind of thing. You can't just rise and walk, but you're going to have to pick up your bed. And the Jews looked at him and said, you're crazy. You're going against the law. And the guy who had been laying around for 38 years looked at him and said, you know what, I don't really care. Somebody just healed me. I've been laying there for 38 years. Do you know how long 38 years is? Somebody came along and healed me from something that had plagued my body for 38 long years. I'd been laying by a pool for 38 years. He came along and healed me. So you know what? I don't care what the law says. If that man who healed my body, when I had no hope, when all hope was gone, I thought I was going to die in that place, and it probably wouldn't be very long from now that I thought I was going to die. When that man came and healed my body, if he says, take up my bed and walk, I'm going to take up my bed and I'm going to walk. If he said, lop your head off, I'd lop your head off. Because I had no hope. I had nothing to lose. All hope was gone. And he came along and he saved my life. So I don't care what the law says. I'm going to pick up my bed. (coughs) And I'm going to carry it. Excuse me. So what happened when he picked up his bed? He drew attention to himself. And when he drew attention to himself, when people questioned him, he gladly told them exactly what had happened and who had done it, what had happened in his life. Jesus Christ healed my body. This Jesus of Nazareth, I don't know much about him, but he came along and he healed my body. Isn't that the guy who'd been laying by that pool for 38 years walking down the street? What's he carrying? He's showing forth the praises of a God who transformed his life. Who brought him out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That's that guy. He said, you know what? I don't care what's going on. I don't care about the law. Jesus healed me. Jesus transformed my life. And Jesus also instructed me 
to carry this bed. So I'm going to carry it. Right then, the man who had had an infirmity for 38 years made a commitment to the one who healed him and the one who transformed him. He committed to carrying his bed and to following the directions of God. He committed. He didn't know what he was committing to, but he committed to show forth the praises of God. He committed. I want you to realize that tonight. He committed. He committed. The ultimate sign of thankfulness tonight is commitment. Commitment. The psalm we read tonight, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And what? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He is with me. He's been with me. He's going to be with me forever. Whether I'm in the valley of the shadow of death or if I'm in green pastures, He's with me. Wherever I am, wherever I am, He's with me. If I make my bed in hell, He's with me. His goodness and His mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. Not just until I forget about what God has done, but I'm going to do it forever. 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 There is power in remembering what God has done. How many remember what God has done for you? How many remember when God saved you? How many remember when God healed you? Hallelujah. How many remember when God provided? He's provided. He's provided. Sister Brady told me a testimony just a few days ago about the miraculous provision of God. He is our provider. He's our provider. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I preach to you tonight, if you are in fact thankful, then you need to be in fact committed. I'm committed. I'm committed. You know what? I'm so thankful unto God for the things that He has done that you can't get me out of church. You can't do it. You can't backbite me out of church. You can't talk bad enough about me because I am thankful for what God has done in my life. 
And when you do whatever you want to do to me, you're not going to knock me out of my relationship with a God who's been good to me. He's been good to me. I'm not going to forget about the things that God has done in my life. He's been good to me. I'm not going to go along and just let time be my enemy and forget. But I'm going to remember. I will always remember how Lauren and I made it through the storms and into miracles and blessings. Miracle after miracle after miracle. I'll always remember it. And because of that, I'll never stop praising God. Regardless of my circumstances, regardless of what I'm going through, I'm never going to stop praising God. If He never does anything else for me, He's already worked enough miracles in my life that I owe Him all praise and all thankfulness. He has been good to me. Because I remember what God has done for me. I will never stop trusting in the power of the name of Jesus. Anytime things are good or things are bad, I'm going to continue to pray every single day in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus over my life and over my family and over my home. Because I remember... What the power of the name of Jesus has done in my life. I trust in the power of the name. I remember what got me this far. Therefore, I know that there is only one thing that's going to take me any further. And that is my faith in Jesus Christ. That is my faith. And a God who has been good to me. I am thankful tonight. Could we give him praise for just a moment? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. So as for me, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm committed to this thing. I'm committed. Abraham committed to passing on the testimony of what God had done. He committed to not let anybody forget about what God has done here. He committed making known the praises of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham was committed. David committed to letting his testimony continue to empower him. Continue to empower him. Killed the lion and I killed the bear, but it wasn't me. It was the power of God. Therefore, I can take down the Philistine. I can take down any enemy because God is greater. God is greater. God's greater than anything you face. God's greater than any problem you face. God's greater than any problem on your job that you may face tomorrow. God is greater than any financial crisis that you may face. God is bigger 
than anything. He's bigger than any disease, any sickness that plagues your body. God is greater. He's greater tonight. That man at the pool of Bethesda committed to letting his testimony make him different. To letting his testimony make him to where, yes, he went against the grain of society and even against the grain of the law, but he showed forth the praises of him who brought him out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He was committed to it. So tonight, I preach to you as we all stand tonight, your ultimate gift of thanks to God will be when you make up your mind, I'm going to commit with what got me this far. I'm going to commit to it in Jesus' name. I'm going to commit to it. In this Thanksgiving holiday season, I... I'm convinced there's no better thing that you can do if you're sitting on the fence, if you're all the way in, or if you're all the way out. There's no better thing any of us could do than here on this Sunday night to make up my mind. I'm committing to this thing. I'm holding on to this thing. I'm not giving up. There's no give up in me because God's been good to me. There's no give up in me. Because I'm so thankful for the things which God has done. There are times in our life, there have been times in all of our lives where we've went through a rough spot. And the good thing is, in the rough spots, we know where to go. We can find our way to an altar in the house of God. But sometimes the bad thing is, When the rough spot's over, we kind of forget where the altar is. We kind of forget where to go when the rough spot's over. But I want to tell you tonight, if God's ever done anything for you, if He's ever done anything for you, your ultimate sign of thankfulness unto a God who did those things for you is to stay committed. Stay committed to the house of God. Stay committed to the word of God. Stay committed to coming to the altar. Stay committed unto God. This God that we serve has a whole lot of mercy. He has a whole lot of mercy. And I feel like sometimes, myself included, we take that for granted. We take that for granted because we know, we know that God's going to receive us once again with arms wide open. But why don't we make up our minds tonight that, you know what? I don't, I don't need, I'm not going to need a homecoming anymore for the rest of my life. I don't need a time in my life where things got so low that I made my way to the house of the Lord finally just because I knew where to go because I had went to Sunday school growing up and I was raised in the church and my parents brought me to church every Sunday so I knew where to go when it was rough. Make up your mind. I'm never again going to have a homecoming but I'm going to be committed. 
There's no such thing as a homecoming when you're already home. You've been home. You stayed home. There's no such thing. So I'm reaching out to somebody here tonight. I'm reaching out to somebody who maybe you've been away for a little while. And maybe you've been back for a little while. But you're still sitting on the fence. And you're not sure about anything. I pray that you will receive the word of the Lord tonight. And listen to this preacher when I say come home for good. Come home for good. Come home for good. Let this Thanksgiving season be the most important Thanksgiving season in your life when you can say I'm thankful to the level that I'm going to commit myself once and for all. I'm committed and I'm not turning back. There's nothing that can shake me away from my relationship with God. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back.